Aloha, Sherbin here, and welcome to the waking hour. This is our moment in time to wake the fake up from the illusions that are holding us back from living in our full power. As Alvin Toffler said, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read or write, but those who cannot unlearn the many lies that they have been conditioned to believe and seek out the hidden knowledge that they have been conditioned to reject. I invite you all on a journey of self-exploration where together we unlock the keys to living the best life ever. Welcome, brother, Aaron, to Wake the Fake Up. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to see you in the material. Um, We've been kind of dancing around this crazy, weird internet, social media thing for a while. We've met in the physical uh, a couple years ago, and I've been following what you've been doing, and I'm... um, I'd like to say that you're a very big inspiration for me Hmm. in terms of the way that I'm approaching my everyday life, my physical approach, and now really tuning into what you stand for, you know, and you're living in an expanded consciousness without fear, without limitations, without all those things, things that, you know, is right up my alley in terms of, you know, subjects that I'd like to talk about and expose beyond the cliche, cliche statements. And um, for me, you know, I come from a background of fitness and, you know, varsity sports and uh, semi-collegiate sports and then getting deep into bodybuilding and building all this muscle and, you know, going in, you know, I was weighing 220 at one point and I couldn't scratch my back and uh, to then suffering injuries, you know, getting, you know, injuries here, you know, micro injuries because my body just was not moving and starting to look at functional um, you know, movement and all those things, things that you're embodying. Let's start there and then let's reverse engineer into the good stuff. Yeah, okay, sure. so where do you come from? What's happening in your reality? How did you get to become the person you are right now? I think the, the, the root for me of, of getting at least into like the fitness oriented stuff was a lot of insecurity, which I'd be curious why you were into bodybuilding and, and insecurity. Mass, mass building in insecurity. general, yeah. which yeah. I think oftentimes we can, we can start to almost lazily hang our hats on, on certain ideas like, oh, I was insecure. And then we kind of build our story around that. And there could have even been deeper layers to it than that. Sure. So I'm also not completely attached to that story. Yeah. Um, but a likely story that I have said many times, and hopefully we can unhash it to even deeper level levels today, uh, was just really feeling uncomfortable in my body, which the body, I think that sensation is symptomatic for the way that you feel perhaps in your home as a young person, uh, maybe with, with parents, maybe with, you know, peripheral relationships, all that's going to trickle back into your general felt state of, of how at home you feel in yourself. Um, and so my experience with that was just feeling, you know, I think all the things, not enough feeling like unworthy of love, you know, walking into a room and kind of just feeling like I don't belong, Mm. you know, like who are my people? You know, what's, what's the point of anybody really connecting with me or, or or giving a shit about me? Sure. Like, what do I have to offer this room? I think I was, was this early? Was this like middle school, high school? Yeah, or, or, I still experience it. You still feel it? Uh, feel, okay. Yeah, I okay. think most. I think most neur- neuroses in general. This is borrowed from Ram Dass, among other people. He probably borrowed from other people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't go away; they just become more manageable. You know, and so I think that if uh, I'm 
skeptical and suspicious of people that seem to be excessively pure, you know, and like, sure. I've dropped it, you know, I'm just yeah. totally free, liberated. I'm like, okay, maybe you are now, mm-hmm. you know, but were you this morning, yesterday, will you be tomorrow? Like, is right. this really a static state? Is that even healthy to be in is that Is that state? even healthy to be in that? Because right. yeah, I mean, right. everything's oscillations, expansion, contraction, Abs- light, dark, that's right. you know, stress, de-stress, yep. like that's what makes a healthy organism. Absolutely. And so I think coming into acceptance of, of, of yeah, I, I, I had felt that way and I still feel the, 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 the kind of ghosts of that repeat themselves in an ongoing basis, but now it's, it's typically much more manageable. Okay. And I have a lot more tools and resources um, and, you know, material and mental, emotional validation, you know, it, it, to be able to see like, oh yeah, like, no, like if I really examine myself, I'm like, yeah, I, I am worthy of being in the presence of people. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas I think at one point, I didn't really have a lot of a lot of like the bullet points that I could come back to, but ultimately the bullet points are all just where did you feel it? as well. Just think about your body. Where were you feeling it? Was it throat? Was it in your diaphragm? Was mm-hmm. it in your overall existence? That's a great question. I think generally, if I think back into that sensation, like historically, I think it was a general sensation of of like collapse almost like a ghostly kind of just like, whoa, yeah. like energy out. Okay. And so what I naturally, so come back into like the, you know, the material packing on muscles and creatine and all this stuff, um, I ended up hypercompensating and being fully, completely obsessed with bodybuilding. So I was like slamming protein shakes and bars and all the stuff. Every couple hours I'd go into the, you know, the, the high school bathroom, there'd be like pa- protein powders and crap all over the sink. I'm like, oh, Aaron must've been in here. You know, and just oh, before I would take a photo, I would have to go and do some push-ups and pull-ups to get like a little pump in my muscles. Yeah, because I wouldn't, I wasn't able to be be seen unless I was, I was like big enough to be seen. Super interesting. It's good speaking to a mirror right now and to really feel like I'm not alone. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I held that same capacity. I, you know, middle school, high school, I was always considered you know, like an athlete. And then this kind of like pretty boy energy was circling, circling around me. And that was at that point, junior year, senior year. And I was kind of young for my age in high school. I was like, okay, it's time to get big. It's time to put some muscle on. As soon as I got in the gym, it felt good, Hmm. right? Because all of the anatomic changes and the evolution of the body, especially at that age, 16, 17, 18, 19. But ultimately it led me into a place where I was defining myself based on my size and my intimidation factor around people. And that that started to govern my psychology. It became psychosis. It became um, almost the perception of myself was how I perceived others perceiving me. Yeah. And I was walking around in that reflection mirror all the time. And by the time I was 23, 24, I was, you know, I was, you know, considered like an intimidating guy. I would, I loved to fight. I was around the wrong people. No matter what the training I had at an early age, I was mentored early by David Avocado Wolf, my cousin. I, I lived off the land. I went through Steiner mystery schools. I understood biodynamics. I understood higher le- levels of attainment, all of those things. But I drifted into that you know, that kind of like trapped consciousness that revolved around my ability to blend in and to intimidate. Mm. And it was interesting because I look back at it now and I'm so glad or I'm so fulfilled that I had that experience. And hearing you um, voice this and having me feel into that, 
there, there's some, there's more brotherhood bonds that are forming right now, mm. you know, because what we see in each other is ultimately the gifts that we can offer each other. And it creates that, you know, I'm remembering you, right? Yeah. I'm really remembering you. So I we're, appreciate you. We're, we're walking each other home. Ab absolutely. Yeah. We are. <laughs> and that's what it's, it's really all about. You know, and, and yeah. w when did you realize like, okay, wait, this, this might not be serving me. I'm not getting to the root issue. Um, let me offer some other type of variety to my life. Pain and injuries. Okay. I think, I, I think it's, it's such a, you know, it's like the, the wounded healer to, to get to the point of being the wounded healer, you know, you have to, if you, if you choose, or if, you know, the, if the, your environment chooses you, if you're forced into that position, which for me, typically my, my back needs to be like pinned against the wall to make meaningful change you know so i'm like i have no other choice my joints are falling off i have chronic pain i have anxiety like all these different sensations you know i went through like bouts of being really um almost like this this interesting disconnected emotionless type sensation at one point as a teenager uh where i was just i wasn't when i was feeling people would be laughing about a joke and I would only be able to witness the laughter. And I, at that point I was really into physiology and things of the sort. And I was doing personal training and teaching people about superficial fitness, but I would see laughter and I would think of it as more of this like neurochemical cocktail of emotion than actually being able to be present in the moment and the experience of it. And so I think that I got so far spun out and, and disconnected and eventually that translated to um, injuries and pain and then having to seek out guides and then them slowly starting to kind of like coddle and open me up to, to reintegration. Yeah. So I was fractured, yep. you know, and I'm still partially fractured. Like sure. I'm not whole yet. We all are. And yeah. I'm also a whole, yeah. you know, so it depends on yeah. which lens and what layer I'm looking at it from. Right. You know, so I think that we have that capacity to instantaneously create change. Yeah depending upon the lens that we're experiencing life through. Absolutely. So I think we're completely 100% absolutely whole. We're absolutely enlightened. We're absolutely- All of those things. All of that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, and so you, you we're also the other stuff. You acknowledging that you're fractured. Yeah. That's all the freedom. I mean, that's, that's pure sovereignty at the core of it right there. Mm. When you acknowledge that you are- who you are yeah. and you have the burdens, you have the injuries, you have the emotional complexities, you have all those things. When you look at it and define it and feel into it, do you feel free? In this moment, yeah, it's yeah. actually quite liberating. Yeah. Because we can actually have a conversation. Absolutely. Instead of just keeping it down and let's talk about all the good stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about all yeah, the like, like how, you know, how sick my muscles are, my car's pretty awesome, my girlfriend's hot, like yeah. this is sick, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, this is sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and then eventually if we spend enough time and we get locked in some cabin someplace for a while or we go through some near death experience or sure. you know, whatever the thing is, plant medicine or yeah. just taking a walk that lasts more than an hour. Yeah. Like you can only ride that superficial plane for about an hour. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like we've yeah. all got an hour. Yeah. Just <laughs> of us going through just, the chart of our various different just an hour. Like, okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 23 hour lockdown. And so if we're going to record a conversation now, I would rather just ideally get 
deeper into those layers as soon as possible, but also not get totally stuck in those deep layers. Maybe they're not prepared. They don't have the tools. They're using the medicine wrong. They're experiencing it wrong. They don't have enough guides. The pathways aren't open up. Yeah. They get bottled into that pain and then it becomes a tragic ending because of the pain. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, the, the ego is kind of unraveling, doesn't know what to get, what to do from there. But then I wouldn't, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into like some tangible grounded talk about hip hinging or spinal mechanic stuff. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I would hear when I hear the word wrong to me wrong is kind of like a sensitive word because it's like what is wrong to the interpreter yeah yeah you know so so ultimately all of the wrong doings if I feel a way like oh I'm wrong I'm making wrong decisions that's just you're putting yourself in a double bind yeah so you're just adding stress on stress on stress so another lens or layer that one could go from with that of like, I'm doing it wrong is just like, oh, I'm making these, these, these perfect mistakes to arrive wherever it is that I need to arrive at. Sure. You know, so yep. there's a, a guy called Boyd Vardy. That's an, uh, he's, uh, has a, a lion safari, lion tracking safari thing in South Africa. I'm doing a podcast with him coming up. He's very, very sweet human being. I really value his book. It's called the lion trackers guide. Okay. And a insight that stood out for me within that book was was when he goes into you know doing something wrong you know dating the wrong girl or doing the wrong job or like wasting one's time in some direction yep he so said that's the 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 path of the path of what is he called i think it's called the the, the path of not there you know where it's like, like when not you, being present no 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 it's the it's the it's the it's he doesn't say the path of not there actually it's when he relates it to going into a a, a cave trying to find a lion path of not here so he goes in tries to find the lion the lion's not there you could see that as a failure or you could see that as oh no we've established that the lion's, the not, lion's there. not there he's got to be somewhere it's the else. path of not here i see it's that perfect yeah interesting so as opposed to like so it's it's everything it's all the operating systems that we're running yeah. so you have the choice of going into that cave wandering through you know you got the flashlight looking around you get there <sighs> shit there's nothing yeah and you know, so you could see that as like oh i'm wrong you know, I wasted my time. It's like, or you could just immediately jump in over to the other lens, the other operating system and say, oh, this is the path of not here. Absolutely. Perfect. We've made progress. Yeah. You know, so, so for me, it always feels very, um, I feel, I guess, I think happiest or so, best way I feel like I'm making progress. And so that's just a nice so how we resist failure and how we were resisting what we deem to be success or not. I mean, looking at everything overall, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't say the majority of the population is taking time to looking through the in-depth awareness and psych psychology that human humankind today has been, you know, basically funneled into. And mm-hmm. that is pain, anger, frustration, and bottling those emotions down. Yeah. And instead of addressing it, we're going through the symptomology. And we can see that in all aspects of psychological warfare. We can see that in our food and nutrition. We can see that in pharmaceutical drugs. And it's always trying to mask everything, you know, putting duct tape over everything. What you're talking about is the opposite. It's seeing it for its beauty, yep. right? And challenging yourself to sit in it and see what comes of it. And so this eventually will lead into the grounded material biological conversation or physiological conversation, structural postural conversation, Mm -hmm. because how many people really feel at home in their bodies? How many people feel maybe bound up in their bodies, maybe feel kind of trapped, maybe feel stiff, maybe feel rigid. Like an interesting exercise that I I include in my, my book, The Align Method, is going through each of your major joints 
and giving them a few adjectives. So describe your ankles, describe your knees, describe your hips, describe your spine, your shoulders, your neck, and literally write them out. Yeah. You know, so my my hips, how do your hips feel? How do your hips feel? My hips right now feel more flexible than they've been in a long time. Right. But it but they're still I would say they're still stiff. Mm. I can honestly say that. Mm-hmm. I'm having it's so I'm glad we're getting here. This is perfect. Okay. Yeah. So I'm dealing with for the first time ever in this body something called sciatica. Mm-hmm. I've never had it. I've never at least I I've never experienced anything like this. It's shooting down my you know, lower sacral, it's going down my right hamstring, it's going down my butt, right butt, down to my calf, and it feels like searing electric pain. And uh, all day yesterday, I was stretching my sew outs, and I got some work done on it, I got some adjustments, mm. but I'm dealing with that right now. And it's really kind of fucked me up, in a sense, emotionally, because I was ready to kick ass today, th- this week on the beach, in the gym, moving around. It's caused a, a conscious in me to kind of fold a little bit where I'm starting to feel uncomfortable in my body. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's it's interesting to sit in that, you know, and really start looking at, you know, what reality could look like for other people. Yeah. You know, being in pain. We take walking for granted. Yeah. You know, or take everything for granted. Take everything for granted. Yeah. So what, what's your, what do you think? So... One, we can actually talk about working with the sciatica and determining whether it's a nerve impingement happening around the lumbar spine or if it's just like a, like a pseudo sciatica or piriformis syndrome, yep. which is more common. Which is the tightness of the piriformis that yeah. runs on the yeah. on the quad, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So if the, that piriformis can stu- get stuck in a hypertonic bound up state, it can start to, the, the, the sciatic nerve literally, it, it perforates through that piriformis muscle. Right. Uh, I heard a percentage of the population, it some goes don't, through. Yeah, and not, some, it's not everybody. It's not everybody. Yeah, with some percentage, it literally is, it, it, it penetrates through that, those, that, that muscle bundle. How do I find out if I fall into that category? We can do some stuff afterwards and okay. and examine and see if it's coming. Yeah, from yeah, let's back let's from, do that. I from, feel from like that force. might be the case, but I'm not going to just postulate on that. But yeah. keep going. Yeah, you know, so there's a, a few different routes to go. One would be first coming into this this place of sounds perhaps kind of annoying, but coming to a place of of as opposed to being you know mad at yourself or mad at the piriformis or the sciatica right. or your decisions or whatever, uh, coming to a place of like, okay, cool. Wow, information! Mm. Like what a great like I I got information. Yeah, you know it's the form of a searing electric yeah. pain that's going down it's the back of my leg. It's, my, it's, my body can is it talk pain to me. or is it communication yeah. or is it just language that's expressing through my body? Yeah, and I'm learning how to communicate with it. Okay, if I'm speaking language or or having a conversation with somebody, we speak two disparate separate languages and you're speaking French, I'm speaking pig Latin or whatever. And we're like, I'm not, I can't hear. It's like, ah, yeah. You know, and, but there's other levels. One, I can start to, I can maybe get some anatomy textbooks. I could go to PT school or massage school or, you know, whatever, hang out with some, some PTs or therapists and start to learn the anatomical language and say, cool, okay, I can have this coherent conversation. Yeah. Um, or maybe I could start to be like, I'm not going to do that. I don't feel like I'm an accountant. I don't, you know, it's too separate. Sure. I could start to listen to the the gestures from that person, mm-hmm. you know? So I say, okay, like what, if I'm really listening to this, like what does my body say? Yeah. You know, what your body says, your body does not hate you. Right. 
Like your body's not here to attack you. Your body is on your team. Yeah. Where I'm not separate from it. My consciousness is my body. Correct. Yeah. 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 It's continuous. Absolutely. So that's major. So, okay, no, that's, <laughs> we can get that's some, huge. That, yeah. I mean, that, that is it right there, actually. That's it's a big that's part of it. There's a lot thing. of there's a lot of it's, but that's a that's one of a, a major it for a lot of people. That for some people they might hear that and say, "Wow." For some people they might hear that and say, "That's some airy fairy shit." Like, give me some external rotation exercises. For those people, I say, "Yes, let's do that." Sure, you know, and and there's there's a whole plethora of different doors to enter this human experience conversation from. Yep. If you're more Western, linear, you know, Roman Empire, anatomical structure, right angles type mindset, you know, your engineering mind, perfect. Let's talk engineering. And that's the conversation that we'll, that we'll move from. Absolutely. If you're more meta and you go to your house and there's a bunch of crystals and, you know, it's like different than it's like, okay, cool. Let's talk about maybe like the felt sense yeah. of your physical experience. Mm-hmm. And that's your door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, communicating with it and feeling into it. Yeah, so, why is it why is it speaking to me? For me personally, I view my lens through the, the triangle, which is a balance between both of those. Right. So me I too. can yeah. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I like, I'm a big fan of both. Absolutely. Because they both inform each other. Absolutely. So let's sit in the middle of it and let's communicate to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for starters, coming back more into okay, like you know, is brass tax a term? Brass tax? Yeah, that's, it's like an old man term. Yeah, yeah. Come down to brass tax. I, I used to say that's that the mind, a while. Word that popped up to my head. Yeah, let's get down to brass yeah. tax. <laughs> right, like let's get down to the fucking truth right now. <laughs> let's make some. I used to actually change. say that. I used to yeah. slam the scotch <laughs> down. Let's get down to some brass tax. <laughs> Fuck yeah, brass tax. Yeah. It's a Sopranos thing too. Isn't it funny how language just pops up into your mind? Absolutely, it's coding, right? It's yeah. it's all coding. I, I say brass tax. All of a sudden, I have visuals of being in New York yeah. and really being around some crazy fucks, mm. and, and and having that. All of a sudden, I haven't thought about these people in fifteen years. Yeah. Wow, trippy. And the way that you move. So we'll come back to the brass tax. But it is interesting yeah. who's con- who's controlling and governing governing our thoughts and our decisions and our movements because. Because you can track those decisions to make those movements seconds before they actually manifest themselves. Okay. And so you think you're making decisions, but in fact, that's all being tracked before the 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 movement comes out. So the monkey mind, so slowing things down a little bit and just kind of being present with self as opposed to just unconsciously just moving and most and of us around. are operating habitually. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's different statistics. Like, like 80%, 80% of our days is based off of habitual patterns from right. the last several months or years or yeah. childhood. Yeah. You know, so for in large part, most human beings, I'm speaking for myself only in, in this case, because I only speak for myself. Okay. I'd imagine most human beings yeah. are essentially automatons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're just operating. I, I, like I, you know, I'm, I'm in the car and I just, my, my hand, I have this, this like ghost limb reaching out to my cell phone, looking at notifications, you know, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm hungry. It's like, are you hungry? Yeah. Or are you just habituated to eat because it's noon or whatever? Right. And then you fast for a few days. You're like, wow, that hunger pang that went away in like 30 minutes. And right. I feel much better now that I didn't eat. Wow. What is the relation to my food? And then new thoughts, new emotions, new creations can then become of that empty space you start to have the beginning of accessing some level of choice yeah yeah so anyways brass tacks the something that one could do is is beginning to examine or audit their home environment and say is this environment conducive to a, a you know supple butt cheeks supple piriformis muscles and external ro- piriformis and external rotator in the hip how i'm moving around in the house what i'm sitting on what i'm sleeping yeah in my 
am I encouraged to be stretching and to be standing and to staying mobile in this home yeah. and really examining the ecosystem that yeah. this body lives in? And you can change the language to stretching and, and, and change it to feeding. Okay. Hydrating, nourishing. Nourishing. Yeah. Caring. Yeah. Committing. When I, think, when I think of stretch, I think of it in my, my mind goes mechanical rubber band. Yeah. Cool. I got to stretch because I want to be stretchy. It's like, sure. If that's what you care about, be stretchy, stretch. Uh, ultimately what you're doing when you're stretching, when you're stretching connective tissue and muscle fibers is you're, you're, you're opening up those cells, the bonds within those relationships, and you're, you're allowing new fluid and hydration to perforate. Right. That's a, a healed tissue. A healthy tissue is a supple tissue. Yeah. Brass tacks. Cause I feel like we, we've spoken in a lot of like Cohen's and metaphysical concepts. Sure. Um, so your environment, and we can go back to all that stuff as well. You're the you're the guide, <laughs> uh, but so so things that people can actually do. You know, listening home if they do feel rigid, stuck, bound, stiff, dehydrated, drained, any of those sensations in their body. Yep, they wake up and they feel kind of just like all carmageny and stuck and. Uh, you know, brain fog or their sleep is off. Stagnation feel, to the highest level. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or chronic pain or yep. any any of those things. Yep. You know, they're all they're all harking back to some level of disintegration or fragmentation and you know, ultimately dehydration. Absolutely. Uh, and so examining, if you want, I just recently did a podcast with Bruce Lipton, the guy that wrote Biology of Belief. Absolutely. He's like one of my like childhood heroes. He's like one heroes. of my idols. Yeah, he's Absolutely. Great. Gave me a jar of weed. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah he's growing Home, homegrown. In, up in uh, Central Coast? Or? Yeah, Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. One of the highlights of my life. That's amazing. <laughs> you, Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> when I went it's home. A th it's Theta weed, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that was, that was a peak experience for me. Fantastic. Um, but so one of the things that he describes in his book, Biology of Belief, which I highly recommend, uh, is that when you're changing the state of a cell, you could do all the things that you'd want to do in the world of the cell, but it's not going to create any change until you actually change the the, the constitution of the environment, the Absolutely. Petri dish. Yep. So if you start to augment that, then inevitably the cell changes. Right. You know, so, so how do how do we augment the Petri dish? We need to spend more time on the ground. Okay. That's one you know brass tacks thing that just the human body thrives on. So we're staying away from the artificial material me mechanistic world. That we've all been like, you know, stuck in through this epoch or whatever dimension this is, mm -hmm. and we get out onto the earth. I wouldn't say staying away. I would say augmenting our relationship to be suitable for our own health. Okay, so we're taking a. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> augmenting. Away. No, no, I wouldn't say stay away. We can't stay away. Yeah, but we're taking a position in our conscious of understanding why we we need to be more connected mm -hmm. and and. The separation based on, it could be science, it could be based on your feeling. Yeah. It's causing dis-ease and disconnect. Yeah. And we're losing and our supplements. And we also don't need to do anything. I'm like yeah. a language Nazi. Okay. So I apologize no, I in no, bring bring it on. I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. Be we desire. You desire. I desire. So first it's it's being honest with yourself as a listener. Is this something I desire? Right. Is this something that I need? Or am I allowing Shervine or Aaron or someone else to tell me what I need? Right. Because then there's a separation. It's not actually coming from 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 my own inner voice. And so first coming in, it was like, what do I want? Yeah. You know, what do like do what do we need? Do we even need to be here in the first place? Like, I don't know. People that say there's too many people on the planet might say no. Yeah. You know, so first, like, what do I need? Yep. 
He said, okay, what do I need? Mm. I sit on that. Fuck, what do I need? You know, for, for me, I can say the things that I need. Are you, a, are you, like when need. you ask yourself, what do I need? Are you able to go into, I mean, this is obviously, you've been doing this for a while. Are you able to get to the root? The things that come up and I was, I was, I was actually genuinely trying to ask myself in that, in that moment. Uh, the things that I hear when I say, what do I need is, is, uh, connection, um, support sensation of feeling connected to something bigger than my, myself, um, those are the primary things that come up of like what I need. Right. You know, and then when I feel fed and supported in those ways, then all of a sudden at a, at a structural level, I can start to relax a little bit. Okay. You know, how many people have had that experience? And we'll, we'll again, come back to Petri dish, science, Lipton, how do we change our environment? What does it mean to spend more time on the ground and all that stuff? Because they like put a little like footnote header bookmark thing there. We're, we're augmenting and we're getting into how we're going to create the the petri dish in terms of maybe what you guys desire. Yeah. But keep going. Yeah. You know, so so first coming into to I think an authentic relationship with what it is that I individually need. Just ask yourself that question. And, and I'm saying that I'm asking, you know, I'm saying that more to myself, which I think ultimately is what all podcasts and books and everything we're just you know, we're, we're we're teaching ourselves lessons, we're like trying to learn as we we're learning out loud essentially. Right. Right. Um you know, and so from there, it is an interesting sensation that most people have experienced in their lives where when they are in a place where they're, you know, Joseph Campbell following their bliss, they're in a sensation of they really feel safe. They feel like they're on purpose. Like they feel like, wow, like, whew, like I'm home. Yeah. Yeah. Man, like I feel home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that is a novel sensation yeah. for many, many people. That's Absolutely. again, speaking for myself. Yeah. I would imagine it resonates with other people. No, speaking for myself, that is re remembering, um, you know, what I love and remembering why I'm here. Mm. Those are the aha moments in my life that stick with me that are probably the most fruitful experiences that I've had yeah. that have catapulted me into two weeks of just absolute kicking ass yeah. of six months of absolute kicking ass. And then I go and redo it and I recharge it. And slowly I'm taking things from it where it's becoming autonomous with my life and it's every day. Yeah. And so these are um, incredible tools of, I would say, self-discipline and discernment for self. So not getting your coding um, from other people, but, but learning from their experiences. Yep. And then redeveloping that into your own conscious state. Which is valuable as well. There might be a time where you really don't know what you need. Right. And you really are like, like your inner voice hasn't really been developed. And it's perfectly okay to piggyback on other people's voices who have developed. Right. You know, and that's a part of being in a tribe. Yeah. You know, so we're together and I'm like, cool, there's certain things. I know without a doubt, there's certain things that you have mastered in your life that I have not yet. And you're further down the road. I'm not off the road entirely. I can just see your, you know, your car or your go-kart. You know, you're down there. I can see the dust. And I'm like, damn, Shervian's up there. Yeah. Like, how did he do that? There's like potholes and all sorts of weird. There's like, you know, a waterfall going through the road. Like, how did he get over that? Yeah. So it's perfectly fine, I think, to to be able to piggyback on other people's ideas. And then ultimately, eventually, come back into the place of like, okay, like, who am I? What is, what is my inner voice? Or am I just this whole conflation of a bunch of other people's voices. Absolutely. Now, so so coming into, so how the, how does this come back to the brass tacks biological stuff? When you're in that place of feeling on purpose, feeling at home, feeling safe, um, feeling loved, feeling like, you know, it's like, wow, like this is, this this life is is working. 
Yeah. You know, well, the other day when you were saying you were out in the field and you were, you know, picking mushrooms, was it? Yeah. You know, and you're like, and you're just like, you're, you're just like smiling, you know, ear to ear, like, wow. Like, my greatest joy. My guess is your your ass probably didn't hurt at that moment. No, of course not. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Yeah. You know, so when you're in that, 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 that home state, you know, where you're like, wow, just, I feel wow, like not a care in the world. Like, man. Yeah. All of a sudden, cellularly, biologically, posturally, physiologically, those masseter muscles calm down and the scaling, the neck muscles calm down a little bit and maybe that impingement that was manifesting around your lumbar spine or your piriformis territory, whatever it may be, relaxes a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like, oh, cool. So, all right, so that's one channel to enter this, this experience. Next channel to enter from, maybe in order to arrive us in that that home position, which from a joint level you could call it you could call it joint centration or neutrality or yep. you know just finding balance yep. in, the, in the physical meat body. Yep, uh, you could find that home position in like the mental emotional body via mechanical you know using a foam roll around your hips or a resistance band or going through some self care exercises or going seeing a Cairo and that can temporarily shift the mechanics of the body to create enough spaciousness in your musculoskeletal system to allow your nervous system to start to open up enough of that kind of like free itself of that static and that turmoil enough for you to start to oh man i feel i feel home in this in this body yeah like remembering a little yeah, bit. yeah and yeah, then yeah. all of a sudden that will probably augment the the way the, the decisions that you make throughout the day yeah the manner in which you carry yourself right maybe the people that you spend time with you know, and so a big part of my background is is uh, working with clients, doing structural integration, rolfing. A lot of people might not know what that is. I'm sure I you love do. Rolfing, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so in had emotional breakthroughs through rolfing. Lots of people do, man. Yeah, yeah. If you're really creating structural change in the body, then it will inevitably trickle into the your your experience of yourself, your your identity structure, yeah. your relationships, maybe even your career. Yeah. Probably your career. Yeah. And so it's can be it's why a lot of spouses might feel insecurity about maybe their partners like going to Burning Man or you know doing an ayahuasca retreat or yeah, they, something they, that circus. They, they'll, they'll you might them. not come back. Yeah. We fit. We have this mold. You're not happy. I'm not happy. But we're not dead and we're together. Yeah. If you start changing your mold too much and you come back and it doesn't fit, all of a sudden there's going to be friction and we're going to split. I don't want to do that. Right. Yeah. That fear of that separation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that's something that will can happen. A, a, I mean, I've seen it, you know, lots and lots of times with people. Because there's just so much trauma. There's so much pain. There's so much emotion stored in the physical body. And so, so, so. By freeing that. Yeah. And so coming you know, back grounded material, what does that actually look like mean in the body? What does your body do when it's scared? How does it express I'm fucking scared right now? Contracts, tense, right. yells, yeah. screams, gets yeah. sweaty, heartbeat up. Right. What does it do you if know, it's nervous? Parasympathetic. Maybe the, the voice, the, the tone, the pitch of the voice might start getting higher. You mm-hmm. might start talking faster. Yeah. You know, you might start, start your hands, palms might get sweaty. Maybe your pupils might dilate. Mm-hmm. You know, your heart starts shunting blood to the big muscles to get ready to prepare to run out of the room. Yeah. 
that's real shit. Yeah. That's not meta, woo woo, pass a crystal over survival. your heart chakra. Survival. That's like anatomics. I feel unsafe in my relationship. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm starting to have medial rotation of my shoulders and hyperkyphosis of my spine and forward head posture. And I'm in a literally, I'm in a, de- a defensive postural position. Absolutely. And that, and that could be happening every day. For years, certainly to certain people. Yeah, and then when I go into that conversation, when you walk into a room, you know, there's a guy Albert Morabian who came up with a thing called the fifty-five thirty-eight seven principle back in the sixties. Okay, and fifty-five thirty-eight seven. So fifty-five thirty-eight seven, which there's contention around every kind of research study, but sure. his what what he found was that fifty-five percent of our communication comes from body language, thirty-eight uh, percent is the tone of our voice and then seven percent is the actual words and what that relates to is if there's incongruence between those so if what i say is incongruent with the the tone the pitch of my voice meaning it matches yeah yep well, well if it's incongruent then it, it doesn't it doesn't match right or my body language so i'm saying like wow man i really love being here you yeah. know and i'm kind of like my hips are starting to face the door you know or my eyes are looking away from you when i say that you know or maybe i stutter a little bit or i choke up a little bit while i say it yeah with 93 percent consistency you're gonna not believe me saying that right and i don't believe myself saying that because i'm always listening to myself sure yeah you know and so throughout the day when we approach a new person and this is relevant for business this is relevant for relationships i mean everything is a relationship including the one with yourself yep if you come into a room you're out on a date with a new girl or boy or whatever, uh, guy, and your shoulders are rolled forward, you know, and your hips are kind of feel stiff and stuck in your hips, and maybe your knees are kind of collapsing in valgusly, and you just don't really feel like strong and powerful in your body. Yeah. How are you going to be received by that person? That's the same way that they're viewing you. You're going to say, Absolutely. who's this beta bullshit? Yeah. You know, or maybe they, they more maybe what they, are love, they, they love that. Yeah, or what are they hiding? What are they, are they hiding? lying? Like, what are you? What's yeah, going on? Yeah. What's your plan? Like, what are these here? layers? There's yeah. like layers and layers and layers with you. Like, what's going on? It's interesting you're saying that because I'm, you know, everyone calls themselves an empath, but I feel people based on their body language and the way that they're standing yep. in their authority. And I sometimes I have you know pretty strong emotional reactions mm-hmm. to the energy of people's just their just being around them. It can cause me to, you know get some type of like, you know, energy where it makes me uncomfortable. It would be impossible for you to be effective in your life if you were not empathetic to those signals. Yeah, agreed. Yep, absolutely. See, that's that's how. That's you, the human response. How many, how many yeah. days, and, the, and the, the, the more influential or popular or wealthy or whatever you become, the more deals and different vampirical entities coming in to try and pull your resources. Which is 24-7. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, which is also a story. Yeah. But but with but within that, they those those individuals, if you're not able to be attuned to reading, what are their what's their actual intent? Yeah. And the way that you attune yourself to reading that is attuning yourself to reading yourself. Absolutely. You got to know yourself first and understand your methodologies and your movements and your body language before you can gauge anybody else. Yeah, everything else. It's everything is a reflection of your relationship to self. Yep. Interesting. So your self, your self reflection is creating a baseline, like a biomarker. Yeah. So it's a filter that you experience the world through. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Mm. I think we can grow from that. So someone who's listening right now and is hearing our conversation is, you know, they're probably like, holy shit, this is a whole new way of looking at life. Or who are these fucking hippies? Like, yeah. (laughs) Is this even real? Also fine. Yeah. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> bring on the hippie mentality. Yeah. We are hippies. That's just what, whatever hippie means. Yeah, right? that got bastardized. We got rolled around in the dirt. Totally. I so love did, it. So did God. So did All a of lot them. of a lot of perfectly fine words have just gotten disheveled. Absolutely. If someone's listening right now, they're feeling into this. This is a this could be quite a lot for them to take in. Mm. Yet at its purest form, it's so simple. Right, I mean that the most complex things in the world, if it's real, is actually the simplest things because it's just the truth. Occam's razor, you know, mm -hmm. the big, the easiest answer is the easiest explanation. Yeah. And so, I'm feeling into this because this is having. I'm having revelations here. You cool. know, I consider myself a master, but I also consider myself a student twenty four seven. Yeah. And it's it feels good for me to have these reflections right now. I'm feeling good in my body right now. Whether this nerve is kind of just zapping me a little bit like a, you know, like a red ant or not, I'm I'm speaking back to it right now. Mm. And I'm okay with it. Mm. And I'm I'm breathing into it whereas opposed I might have tightened up my diaphragm and my psoas and my 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 shoulders might have came in a little bit and I'm kind of like just like fuck, you yep. know, and and now just feeling into this conversation and getting some of this coding, yep. right? Because um, this is, you know, this is a language, and it's um, it's being received really deep by me right now. Right. Yeah. So I, I I honor you in that sense, and you're speaking things that I know, right? So I'm sure people listening to this, they kind of know this, yeah, right? Because it's it's our origin it's who we are as humans whatever that means that's just a word humans but it's 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 our right to have these experiences and to have these connections with self mm. what are we what are we doing to evolve how do we how do we take this and go to the next level how do we make this into an everyday practice how did this become our life yeah well so the one thing that comes up as you're saying that of, of like feeling into your stuff one i think that's we also we don't need to just accept pain and say cool aaron said accept the pain and just relax into it and i'll be fine that honestly that might actually work like a pretty high percentage of the time uh and there's also something the pain is suggesting something that you need to make change you know so it's not like you know the, the tony robbins has a thing where he's saying like oh, oh you know i'm gonna sit back and manifest there's no weeds there's no weeds like no you need to like actually you know, go down to hardware store get some clippers get some gloves yeah you know get there like you, you need, need to, to make an action weeds. there has to be an action yeah like let's move yeah you right. know and ultimately that's what your nervous system when it's when it's coming on into that kind of sympathetic fight flight you know it's 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 mobilizing your skeletal musculoskeletal system to move to create action absolutely and this is where the western culture gets itself into a pickle because it's being mobilized it's releasing cortisol and epinephrine and adrenaline and yep. you know the whole different variety of cocktail of neurochemistry to mobilize, to move. We move ourselves out of danger. Right. We move ourselves into food. We move ourselves into sex. We move ourselves into shelter. Everything you do that matters, you move, move yourself into it. into it. Yeah. And, and there's so, an that, that action. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and stillness is very valuable as well. But, you know, it's like, you know, yin, yang, water. But so, but, but when you're stressed, your body is signaling everything it can, all of your hormones and all of your, you know, everything for you to get up and do some shit about it. Right. 
But what do we do? But when we're in Western culture, yeah. where we're predominantly stagnant, our movement to do something about it, in large part, might be, oh, I need more money. Okay, how do I need more money? Uh, get my face buried into my computer more. I'm stressed out. I'm worried about rent. I'm worried about that. Okay. Oh, still into the computer. Oh, God. Oh. Your body's saying, move. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like it was, it's screaming like, at I'm you. I'm giving you all of the wrong constituents for you to move your ass. Yeah. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. You know, and that's like EMDR therapy mm-hmm. that was originally discovered from from a, a, a female therapist. I forget what her name is. Um, do you know who who was the? I, I can't of think of the name, but Anyways, I, I read we can, a. We can look uh, it up. I saw a pamphlet on that actually. Okay, and so yeah. so what that was 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 originally, and this the details. Of this might be a little bit dusty, but going for a hike, walking through the woods, naturally your eyes are going to be scanning. The land you're gonna be looking left, right, da, da. you're 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 tracking your movement pattern so you don't fall on your face. Right. Ancestrally speaking, if you got yourself into a pickle, where there's a you know a lion, which is like the standard standard metaphor, but danger, uses, yeah, the danger is yep. there. You're probably gonna have some eye movement to get yourself the hell out of that danger. Right. Interesting. Okay, keep going. As opposed to being stuck in place in one chronically held, stressed out position, because when we when we myopically focus on any one thing, it puts ourselves into this kind of like fight, flight, alert state. Yes. Your visual muscles are are, are continuous with your central nervous system. Yep. So it's you, a loop. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you know, I think your whole body ultimately is continuous with the central nervous system, but your eyes very clearly are. Yep. And so that would be an interesting thing where it's like, wow, man, if we live in a, a predominantly sedentary culture and the Petri dish that all of our individual cells being, you know, Bob and Frank and Chervine and Aaron, uh, those cells, the environment that we live in is is the way that we feed ourselves, the way that we, you know, acquire sex and shelter and resource and all that stuff is sitting still and looking into our phones and looking into our computers and, you know, being in the office, the cubicle, then how do I actually, from a deeper ancestral level, send the signal that I'm moving myself into safety? You can't. You're locked. You I'm, can. Well, I mean, but in that model, it would be you have to limiting. make a conscious choice. It's, yeah, yeah. So, like zebras don't get ulcers. This is a Robert Sapolsky book. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like they don't get ulcers because they're moved by an environment. Yep. Naturally. Absolutely. They're forced. Well, they're with. Well. Their genetics have created the ability for them to respond. Yeah. It's automatic. Yeah. 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 So so they live, they're just in this pinball machine of 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 response and reaction. Yep. And it just so happens that they're perfectly their hormonal system and you know, all the, the all the the whole all of their systems is in perfect continuity and alignment with the nature in which they originated from. Absolutely. And so they that, haven't deviated. They they haven't gone into the cubicle, they haven't done those things. Right. And as soon as the lion stops giving chase, within five minutes, they're back to normal, their baseline. Yeah, they, they go through the hole, they, but, they, 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 they release that stress, and they have this cathartic, tremorous, purgative, and they go yeah, they to do the shake. Place they do the shake. They have it out. But we're living, there's no actual, you know, figurative or metaphoric lion, you know, behind my back right now. Well, the lion might have formed when you were three. Yeah. So it could be something that's just been sitting there. Yeah, lion might be ancestral trauma from your parents or grandparents. So we're constantly in fight and flight? Not we, maybe you. Yep. (laughs) You know, maybe me. Yeah. Because we can't speak for anybody else listening. Okay. 
you know and so so that's i've, I've been again no, like, no, i i, I let, let's 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 code that a little bit okay so yeah. when we when we generalize and we talk about um the suffering we talk about people that are living in poverty conscious or scarcity mentality or stress yeah. are you saying it when we're making a point about the collective it's doing a disservice by saying we yeah you feel that way yeah i don't like it okay <laughs> <laughs> and ener energetically, it doesn't. Because I don't want right. to impose no, my story and anybody else listening. Yeah, somebody might be driving in their car and just like killing it, like trauma free, like they've yep. done their work. Yeah, you know, and they're like this bodhisattva enlightened figure, and I'm putting this we shit on them, and they're like, who is this asshole? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why am I being lumped into? Why that? are you uh, we? Yeah. Speak yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so have you experienced the ancestral trauma that has put you into any of that? Have you felt that? Speaking yeah, you know, on almost, yourself? almost certainly, and I'll uncover more layers. I go. Okay. I most, I think, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware that I don't know myself yet to its full entirety. Okay. You know, it's not that beautiful. It's great. Yeah, takes the pressure off. Yeah, it's exciting. You, you know, to see more of yourself. Yeah, feel in more especially yourself. in situations like public environments where you're starting to, you know, feel this need by you. I mean, me to maybe be more like perfect and like pedestalize yourself and be like, okay, like this conversation, it's just this organic connection between you and I. Yeah. And it's also going to be a, a skeleton that lives on. Yeah. And it gets reinterpreted by other people. And it's like this whole thing. It's, it's other people's sure. after this. Yeah. You know, so there's the present moment of this and then there's the, 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 the skeleton that will, that will continue. Yep. And, uh, it will take on many other forms Yeah, and it will enter other forms. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so within that, I think there's a subconscious kind of awareness of like, man, I want that skeleton to look pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to be a good looking skeleton. It has skeleton. to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. Shiny, chopped up to perfection. Yeah. Right? Where when you know there's like more of a, an ephemeral, like, you know, you're just having a conversation with somebody. And it's just like, wow, this feels, wow, this is me. It feels effortless. Mm -hmm. I don't have to like put up any front. Right. There's a certain level of pressure when someone takes a picture. Nice. Everyone's had that experience. Sure. You know, you're totally like, man, like I'm like. I feel sexy. I feel good. Like, woo. And then somebody gets a camera out and you're like, okay, oh, get the, get the boobs right. You know, get my show. Like, what's my good angle? <laughs> and you become this bullshit version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm always trying to navigate that in these conversations as well. I don't know why I got on that thread. Sorry. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think you're really getting to the root of our psychology and just the experience of being human. And it's fascinating. I wonder, was this, like this 500 years ago, you know, before the postmodern, you know, revolution and, you know, after the, the Roman Greek era, like when did this self image or egoic complex or false ego or whatever we want to call it start to come and dictate our lives? 500 years ago, almost certainly like yep. re Renaissance and statues and paintings and people painting each other and mirrors and people, you know, dudes wearing high heels yep. to show dominance and such. For sure. Yeah. 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 That was the. But maybe we, yeah. if we go back like 5,000 years ago, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're, we'd be in interesting times if that was the case. Well, so today, 21st century yeah. on the Gregorian calendar, yeah. we're hitting a high level of materialism. I mean, this is uh, peak in this dimension or this epoch. Um, it's become this whole thing. I mean, the social media craze and this butt revolution that's happening online. It's yeah. crazy. It's interesting because I feel a little the bit part revolution. of it. You've not seen this? I mean, like, no. I've, I mean, 
As a I mean, man, I get like butt gains or whatever. What do okay, they call it? Well, booty gains. Booty gains. Booty gains. Booty gains. I'm so, booty I feel like works. an old man sometimes. <laughs> I'm not at all. I'm very young, but like I feel like a curmudgeon old man with a lot of the trends. Because of not because not knowing what the hip thing is or yeah yeah well I'm I'm right there with you. But what I'm seeing is is that this whole ass revolution is just taking form, and I <laughs> literally pun. Nice pun. Well yeah done. yeah that's a good pun. Well and done. and uh, I gotta say it's getting out of hand. <laughs> I, I, it really is. I mean, I I don't really comb around social media, but I'm yeah. seeing this new era. And I, I mentor some athletes that are, you know, 10 years younger than me. They're in that kind of world, that L.A. scene, that L.A. Mm -hmm. realm. And I'm just seeing all these women with the pressure of developing their ass and also surgically doing it too. And it's we're getting to that point. It's not a good look. It's ass implants. It's terrible. Yeah. It's just, it's just, and it, what I feel is I, I feel pain energetically. I feel um, the feminine just kind of falling all over itself to a certain degree. And the material world is just pumping this. It's just become such a big thing. It's it's all over the place right now. Are you seeing that? Because you're, you're a quasi LA guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm in LA. Yeah, yeah. I'm in LA for the last almost five years. Yeah, so what are you, yeah. what are you feeling in terms of you know, this, the, we want to look good. We want to feel good about ourselves. We want to be attractive. We want to feel, I, I do. All right. I won't say we anymore. Yep. I want to feel good. I want to feel attractive. I want to feel best in my body and my form. I have my own ideas of self when I look in the mirror of what I see in myself and what, what I feel like I look good and I'm giving that off. Are, do you think we're in a, an illusion time right now where women are and men are, are caught up in some type of spell where they've lo they're they're losing part of their yeah, growth yeah i know but it's always been the case i mean even throughout the animal kingdom their animals are creating a bunch of illusions to peacock like peacocking it's peacock feathers sure you know so that's been going on forever to attract the mate yeah 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 it's totally yeah. natural yeah you know, so i look at it with with you know more ramdas regurgitation but more like love and compassion like oh okay i see <laughs> you know or you feel or ultimately like i think that's an interesting exercise there's there's so many different things i'm a big fan of uh conversations in and around the structure of the ass uh one i think that the 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 ass the reason that we're attracted to a healthy butt is it's an indication of longevity of the structure of that body yes so one obviously like birth bearing hips is valuable from a you know more like evolutionary perspective uh, but also that girl that's got a healthy honking butt, it means she, the way that she developed that butt is through being able to cultivate high amounts of leverage through her hips. Right. If she can create leverage through her hips, she's she's an athlete, essentially. Yeah. She's going to be able to hike and travel and move and do fun shit with you. And she probably won't need a hip replacement anytime soon. And yeah. So looking at that from an evolutionary perspective, a healthy butt actually totally makes sense. Right. Yep. Uh, and so then there's the there's trust there. There's tr you, can tr you trust it. Yeah. You so one totally makes sense. It's not just some weird perverted fetishized butt thing. Second, yes, now that does exist, but it actually comes from some some meaningful evolutionary ancestral history. <laughs> okay, so we can uh, root it to that. It's it's rooted. All right, all right, yeah. okay. Um, so then the next level of that would be like the peacocking and the that's the person that drives the car that they can't afford to show people that they have money they don't have. Right. You know, impressing people they don't care about with money they don't have, the whole thing. Yep. You know, so that's that's the same it's the same thing. It happens in men all the time. Absolutely. It's just more overt when a girl's getting, you know, a nose job or a tit job or a butt job. It's the same thing. It's the yeah. same shit. Yeah. So bodybuilding. So, There's so, no difference. So I didn't want to isolate the butt. 
Okay. Yeah. But I was using that as the trickle down effect to what you, where you're leading to right now mm. is that this is everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Is this just part of our dimension? Is this just part of humanity? Is this just part of our connection to others? Is this part of the the dynamics of being human? It's one of the layers. And as long as we elect to choose that layer to exist on and to promote, um, then it will perpetuate. And I'm not mad at it. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, so as long as the cultural zeitgeist chooses to ride that layer, yep. I, I have the choice to look into a place and get my sphincters in a bundle and say, oh, butt implants. Yeah. You know, or say like, oh, like, what are you doing there? Yeah. Ah, I see. You feel insecure. You feel unlovable. Yeah. You know, or you you feel like this is just a legit tool to level up your femininity, masculinity, power in the boardroom, or you know, you want to find a more prime mate, and you know that dudes are attracted to butts. So you're going to try to trick them out because you don't want to do the the the, the work the that work. it would take to yeah. actually cultivate a healthy butt. So you're going to slap some bullshit on the outside. Right. It looks horrible. It's terrible. You know, like the it's like, like there's a subconscious awareness. You don't need to study anatomy and mechanics in order to to know what a healthy hip hinge looks like. Like when you go see a, a, a stripper, you know, or a gymnast or someone that's like, you know, or a figure skater, you yeah. know, or any athlete. That arch that goes into athletes. the butt, that arch. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, hinging yeah, the, yeah. They're, they're yeah. hinging those hips. Yeah, yeah. Keeping that long, nice spine. Like we see that, the man sees that, whoa, I feel blood going into my pants. Yeah. What you're actually seeing is you're seeing a, a healthy animal. Yeah, absolutely. Where we don't want to, penetrate an unhealthy animal we don't want to share connect you know share the seed with that at all you know and so yeah. we have all the story of who i got my rolex you know rolled up in the bends you know and like what <laughs> you know i got my magnums it's, i heard wow, your picture me rolling butt. i heard your picture yeah, me rolling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you have all these superficial stories of who you are what you think you're doing and all that that's one channel it's great ride that channel as long or as much as you want sure. it's a fine channel yeah and then underneath that there's the ancestral channel of what you're actually doing right. i'm peacocking you're peacocking right you know and then there's another channel you can keep on going below that you can say oh maybe there's like the astrological channel and it's like oh well you know she's a leo you know and i'm a cancer and so this is yeah this is the, why i'm planet, doing it's this. the saturn it's more yeah, of the yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. you know and eventually i'm starting to borrow this from from more uh ramdas again i'm obsessed with ramdas yeah uh, good person but, to uh, be but eventually with. you keep on pulling those channels back and you can elect which channels to to, to to view but eventually you come back and ultimately the channels will come back to you know me looking at myself looking back at myself you know and so now that that stripper or that prostitute or that drug addict or that black guy white guy chinese guy my boss the yeah. person killing me yeah you know that's it's me looking back at myself looking back at myself looking back at myself you know, and then eventually you go behind that and it's just a bunch of, you know, nothingness <laughs> and open space and whatever. And intention, so really, intention, intention. Yeah. But so, but so something that, that, that again, that's getting into like the more like meta, meta nebulous new age weeds, something that's an interesting. Quasi, quasi. Yeah. And it's legit. I mean, I it's, I mean, it's totally legit. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> we're starting to realize that um, you, you know, brought up Bruce Lipton and, epige and epigenetics. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's starting to calibrate. We're yeah. starting to see the realities of these decisions and where they're coming from and how they evolve the species yeah. beyond it being meta. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, a, a grounded, okay. How the hell does any of this actually make me more money, you know, or get me a hotter chick or ratter dude or Gra know, greater my life, want. make me happy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. What's in my highest. Well, we're, att we're attracted to, to, 
people that have some semblance of, of, of comfort and satisfaction and control of their lives. Right. And if you're running an operating system that's inherently out of control and scarce and afraid, you push people away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so if you could start to, to you know, just like a, like a homework assignment people can play with right now, you might be listening to this in a grocery store. Uh, look at the person that's checking you out and like the, the, like the checkout, the scanner, and uh, or the person that's checking you out because they, they think you're, you're handsome or whatever. And look at them as something that I, I'll do sometimes is I'll, I'll look at the, the, them as being like my mom or my dad, especially if they're like a jerk. You know, so somebody else, I'm just like, oh man, I don't like that person. Mm. You know, I'll look at that and some, maybe they're like in like some state of destitution or they're just like not. You're feeling into their way. pain. Like what, what their yeah, experience might like, be. I'll look, I'll look at it and say like, you know, oh, like what if that was my, my mom in that position? Yeah. You what know? kind of trauma, what, what are they going through? I would look at her with all of a sudden I'd look at her with this compassion. Yeah. Wow, that, like I'd really want to be supportive to her because I don't want her to be in pain. Right. You know, so that's a fun homework assignment that if the world started to adapt that sensation of looking at people because maybe looking at myself back at look at myself you know that's a fine homework assignment if you're into that too but it might be easier if you see a man look at them as your dad or your brother if they, you know or your best friend yeah. you know if you see a, a woman do it you know mother or whoever you really care about grandma whatever it might mother dad they might you know maybe you have stuff with them that that's not a good decision but someone you really care about yeah and then someone that's if you home do have to you. A someone up, that's home to you. Yeah, if you do yeah. have a mixed up relationship with your mom or your dad, maybe try to apply that to them, but with somebody that you really care about. You know, and so I, I think ultimately, inherently, we're all coming from the same thread. You know, and so there's all the story that gets laid on top of it, and then we get wrapped up in that because most of us lead with that, and we communicate on that layer, and we start to hate that layer or whatever that layer. Mm -hmm. But if you pull it back far enough, eventually you're like, oh my god, it's all the same goddamn fabric. Yeah. Absolutely. And if I hate you, then I hate me. Right. I can't hate you without hating Without me. hating self. Which that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, including myself. And as I'm saying that, maybe I'll disagree with that in like, in like a year. But where I stand now in this skeleton of conversation, um, I, well, I'm- Well, let's I'm, break that I'm, down. I feel confident about that. In order to hate, do you have to not care about your physiology and your mind and your heart in order to have the definition of hate off-gassing off you yeah. because it's such a disservice to you well it's a it's just it, yeah it's it's a a layer so everything is a filter right so i'm the the sensation of hate for another another person that's coming through the lens of of my filter and the and the filter it's like looking through a kaleidoscope mm -hmm. your kaleidoscope is different than my kaleidoscope when you see this person through your kaleidoscope, you see love and, you know, or maybe you see pain. You see that, wow, that person has such a hard journey. Right. Wow. I see, fuck that person. They're a jerk. They're greedy. They're inferior. malicious. They're inferior. They're yeah, off-gassing they they on they, me. They don't deserve to be here. And bullies, man. Bullies are the saddest people. Yep. You know, and so there's, I mean, this is my, my buddy. We were talking about Justin Wren, like UFC guy even just got a, a really cool foundation that people are interested in supporting something meaningful called fight for the forgotten dustin poirier talked about in his last fight with mcgregor um and he was telling me about a story on on my podcast uh breaking down this really heartfelt story we were like both crying and um but talking about he went to this party and all that he was like made fun of and he was like a fat kid and all that stuff and all of his, the, the peers at this party, they were like the cool kids. He was not a cool kid. They invited him as a, a joke, as a spoof. 
and he like dressed they told it was a dress up party put on this costume transformers thing it's like a whole long story they told it was incredibly moving we got like endless messages writing back saying people uh just they were crying and it was moving and there's people that were going to end their lives and they chose not to because wow. of listening to to him speak about his experience that's with, what this with is all about and, and that's his what own this life. is all about yeah keep going wow <clears throat> um and within that though when he when he got there uh he's dressed up in his costume and then all the cool kids are in the back the like mom lets him in and he opens the door and he's the only one dressed up in this costume. They did the work super hard to get. He like put these boxes and it was like a whole thing. It was like took him took him hours to put together. And they're all there waiting for him and they're laughing at him and they're making fun of him and it's just him alone. Like I'm cheering up as I'm saying it. Yeah. Like thinking like myself in that position because we've all been there in certain ways. Yeah. How old was he? <clears throat> 13, 14, something like that. Yeah. The worst time. Yeah, for sure. And you know, then the the cool bully kid comes up and and tells him that uh what makes you what would make you think that you'd be cool enough to come here and he says and he said he said, he said you should just kill yourself and then he like breaks down pulls the cardboard boxes off his body runs out you know runs to behind some dempsey's or something like that crying in a dumpster the parents are looking around for him and whatnot and uh yeah, man. Like the like that's. I don't even know what the original threat. I got so wrapped up in fucking emoting about his no, experience. What me, was I even talking about? Got I got so. I, got, <laughs> I had a moment. I, I was him right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. feeling and just. But we and, and the no, the bully. That, okay, man. so the so the bully. So the bully. The bully hurts. The bully hurts. The bully hurts. Ha, he has to be off gassing so much trauma right, to about push the that onto it. somebody else. Yeah. And to be so unconscious in terms of how he's offering that. Yeah. Yeah. So the bully feels unloved. Yeah. And so ultimately, anytime that I'm casting someone out, when I say you're bad, inherently, I'm putting myself on the other side of the scale, which means I'm so good. You're good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. The reason that I would do that is because inherently I don't feel good. Right. So when I so start you need putting, to, so you need to act it out, right, right. So Which to, is why, so is it is monkey mind? You're you're basically re, you're, you're telling yourself, or you're lying to yourself, or you're 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 or not. You're covering it, maybe. Yeah. Well, the yeah. monkey, yeah, the monkey mind is just whatever your programming is. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just yeah. we're just habituations, 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 and through through things like maybe near death experiences or breathwork practices, or maybe you do like plant medicine things, or maybe love relationship, having a kid, um, you know, life, but like kind of like peak meaningful experiences in life or or maybe moments that create a pattern interrupt which are very important we have pattern interrupts all throughout writing yeah you couldn't be an effective writer if you didn't have great pattern interrupts referred to as punctuation sure and paragraph and sentence structure and now subheading and a chapter this is a new world it's a new world yeah it's a new mind but yeah. in in yeah. in one's life how often do we have punctuation in the form of pause you know, and have, just have a moment of like, okay, man, yesterday, today, last week, last month, last year, it feels like it all just is just fucking rolled together. Yeah. I'm just rolling about. I'm just tumbling. Yeah. Human, human doing. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing. Yeah. So, doing. so once again, we're, we have been entrained in this doing system, not mad at the doing system. It's not bad. Like bad as a moralistic judgment is your your choice based off of your story, you know. So I, I'm not now claiming it's bad or what's good. What's driving it? 
Yeah, what's the who's who's driving the whole thing? I think about that yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. That that that's my main thing. Yeah. Is what's driving me to do this. Mm. What's at my core yeah, how much value? Of, yeah, how much of my thoughts are even my own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we have moments where we feel like we're really uh, I think when we have those moments of coherence, some people call it like enlightenment. You know, whatever. I I I think enlightenment's another word that's got got a lot of barnacles. It's been rolled around a lot. Yeah, so I, it's I, a little vague um, in my perspective. Well, I think enlightenment just yeah. feels you feel continuity with with your brothers and your sisters and the the earth and the trees, and you just you feel, you know, like wow, like I really feel home in this. I don't feel separate. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I if I feel separate, then ultimately that's going to be a kind of a lonely disconnected fractured state of mind to be in yeah but if you can navigate between enough separation like you have that gear that you can function to have separation be like cool like this you know aaron needs water you know aaron needs food aaron needs to pay this bill you know aaron needs to keep his car in the lane yeah you know so you don't want to just be full one love you know rainbow colors all the time yeah you know, but also being able to oscillate, talking about the same oscillation as before, yep. between cool, Aaron keeps the car in the lane, Aaron feeds, you know, the the animal suit water, food, like does all the things because I do have to take care of this aquarium. Yep. Um and ultimately this aquarium is continuous with you know, we all came from the ocean at one point. We were talking to I was talking to Robert Slovak, the the gene, water water genius. Water wizard. Water wizard yesterday, yeah. and he was telling me uh, we were talking about, you know, uh, what is it called? Stone date theory and like the human dolphin theory. When you think like ultimately we all come from the ocean. Yeah. Unless you believe in creation, you know, whatever, which is fine, whatever you're into. Uh, but if you do believe in evolution, probably the majority of people listening to this would be, would be like on the evolution train. Uh, ultimately, we spent the vast majority of our history swimming around in the ocean. Yeah. You know, like if we were like a string of of toilet, a roll of toilet paper, our time on land, and then our time, it would be like a little decimal. slip. Decimal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, before that, we were, you know, stardust or whatever. But like, like we've spent a lot of time in that. And, and the way that we are navigating this world, ultimately, like if you, um, what is it called when you, when you uh, burn your body when you die? When you get cremate? Cremate. Yeah. You yeah. cremate yourself. You're just like a little freaking satchel of dust. Yeah. Like you're all just a you're just a bunch of walking ocean. You're literally a a an aquarium walking around, walking around yeah. inside of this container that's yeah. holding all of your water. Yeah. So you were you needed the water. You were one. You were continuous with the water. Yeah. And then at some point we started popping out. You know there was some daring dolphin. You know it, it, what, is it, what is it called when you when you go on the land about amphibious? amphibious. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, is Hover- amphibian go both? It goes both. They both. Or it could be both a, ways. It could be a hovercraft. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, exactly. They were able to get out, and the way that they were able to get out is they uh, brought the ocean with them. Okay. So if you string it back long enough, it's like. Wow, fuck. You know, I'm just a walking aquarium that came out of the ocean millions of years ago. Wow, with complex <laughs> with complex theories and ideas <laughs> and we got to switch lanes so we don't crash. We got to put food in this body, but we can also blast into parallel universes. But it feels it feels yeah. it feels good if you have if there is some inherent insecurity with um you know, this your Eunice then ultimately 
it, a, a likely outcome of that would be to you know cast out others and make judgments on others and and want to start to compensate through really building up your material reality yeah. so you can build the material reality from a totally healthy place you're just great at playing the game you enjoy games yeah right or you can come to a place where i have this insatiable endless void where i just feel empty i feel unlovable i feel you know all of those different things and i'm going to keep on packing on superficial ways to be validated till eventually from an outward perspective i look really awesome yeah you know and i'm on the cover of all the magazines and i'm forbes 30 under 30 and i've like done all of these things the whole world's telling me how amazing i am because my superficial meat suit and credentials i'm just i'm killing the material game right Meanwhile, I've never actually had an opportunity to even have a, a moment with that deeper part of myself. Yeah. And now I'm getting thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker on the outside because the whole world's applauding my superficiality. Yeah, so it's getting heavier and heavier on the outside. It's very complicated. Empty, empty, empty on the inside. And then I have a midlife crisis and you know, I go through this whole thing and, and I'm confused phone. and I feel like I've, you know, it's like yeah. it's, a whole, it's a whole thing. And that's yeah. totally beautiful Yeah. because that's like your spiritual journey. That's your karma. It's great. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Because <laughs> with like that's the lesson that that person needed. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, it's healthy to spend more time on the ground. So that, that was that it was right my there. long so that roundabout whole, the whole full circle <laughs> because you want to mobilize your hips because you want to supple bum. Real talk. Spending time on the ground. Cultures that spend more time on the ground. Northern Africa, Eastern Mediterranean, Southeast Asia, uh, and there's other places. These places have been specifically studied with it. They have minimal to no instance of osteoarthritis of the hips, very low in, in the knees. Uh, they don't have much joint issues. Yeah, you know, pelvic floor issues diminish greatly. Uh, their bodies just work right. You know, and so in 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 is that because they're moving it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Also, those also those places have um, depend like Northern Africa, Eastern Mediterranean. They have a lot of olive oil mm -hmm. around, so yep. people are eating. I think it's oleocanthal is the is the specific compound in there. You might know it better than I do. Yeah, um, you know. So there's a lot of a lot of different arachidonic acid, long chain fatty acids, basically yeah. omega. Oh, I brought you. I brought you olive oil today. Oh, cool. Yeah, in reference That's to this conversation, my culture, my Persian yeah. is from your people. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, exactly. I should bring you some figs. Yeah, you should. Next Pomegranate, Next figs, yeah. olive oil. Next I mean, time. that's that's our essence. It, this, this is interesting. I, I've been <laughs> I've been living on a mountain sanctuary in northern San Diego for the last four years. Yep. Okay, this is thirty acres, growing a lot of food there. All my psychedelics been growing there. All my cactuses, everything, mm. and eighty percent of the day I was living barefoot on the land. Mm. That was my meditation along with some breath work, along with my saunas and my cold baths and, you know, my Rudolf Steiner listenings and cool. all that stuff, my, you know, deep, deep stuff. And, you know, we, we had many ceremonies there. I've been in that world for probably 12 years now. And I moved from Northern San Diego into Orange County, into, you know, closer to the beach, but outside of having land, and that's when I started feeling some of these injuries and some of these hip things. I never had it there, hmm. not once. And I was I went through tragedy there with transition with my father. I went through all kinds of wild, crazy stuff. I mean, trauma. And as soon as I left being on the earth barefoot four years in, in a row, all of a sudden, these little creepy injuries just started popping up. Yeah, interesting. He's we're like a we're like buckets of stress. Yeah, and so you the, each you have your bucket. I have my bucket. Different people have different size buckets depending upon their what up, they can hold. What yeah. they can hold. Yeah, how big yeah, is your yeah. container? Yeah, some people, you know, certain you don't really want to hang out. You don't want to be 
in like a bar fight with somebody with a shitty stress bucket. Yeah. You know, or like stuck on a mountainside or something like that. Well said. You know, and th th those are those are people that nothing against that person. They just have never had the necessity to to develop the the walls and the depth of their stress bucket. The the faculty has just not been practiced. Go ahead. No, they've yeah. they've grown up in like a nerf reality, which I to some extent have, you probably to some extent like different people have, it's, sure. there's there's different level, levels there's levels, there's levels to everything. Right. Uh, you know, you hang out with some like Navy SEAL guys or whatever. It's like, oh, your stress bucket's a lot bigger than mine. Sure. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. so that's when you go into a certain environment that is inherently uh, de-stressing or purgative or it kind of, it's like it, it tunes your nervous system. You know, you're, you're in alignment with getting adequate sunlight through the day. You're getting your infrared light and with the morning sun and the evening sun, you're watching the sunlight. It's, you know, it's setting your circadian rhythms. You got all the great levels of melatonins and stress hormones. And it's like, wow, like you're just, you're, your wheels are turning. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're eating good food off of the land. Yeah. It's vibrating. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you feel this deeper connection to something bigger than yourself, bigger than yourself, which ultimately could be nature. Ultimately, everything is nature, I think. But, but you know, in that, it's like very apparent. Right. Like there's bears and shit. Yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah. Nature. It's crystal clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is, this is, <laughs> this, is this is nature AF. Yeah. Um, <laughs> AF, everyone. Yeah. AF. Yeah. You know, and so, and so uh, that, is uh we got a sign we got signage what do they say we're I, saying uh, we're we're 80 minutes in Woo! <laughs> 80 minutes what does that mean do we get prizes yeah probably they throw some tassels i'm the worst when there's any type of peripheral stuff that's supposed to be like unspoken yeah i immediately say it yeah go just it's, go problem berserk. it's problematic yeah we so we have you know, our beautiful <laughs> staff is signaling us you know some of them are in tears from our conversation um but yeah. who gives a fuck anyway so, yeah so we have we all have our stress buckets and so uh, what likely what you experience is, is when you went into w the next world, you know, whatever, the, in, in, into Babylon, you yeah. know, into the city or whatever, whatever it was, uh, your body ended up being kind of starting to spill over the sides of that metaphoric stress bucket. And all of a sudden you're getting these flares of aches and pains and, you know, various different signals. You know, your body's starting to have a conversation where you're saying, hey, bud. Um, this is more stress than we can handle. Uh, that acute stress that it was immensely valuable, great for cognitive function, great for tissue repair, great for stimulating the immune system. Yeah. Like acute stress is awesome. It's the most important aspect of our physiology. It's the best nootropic you could ever take. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, and so and so and so that's another thing is gaining a relationship with saying like, oh, stress, like, great. Like yeah. I love stress. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah. What I don't love is chronic stress. Yeah. You know, and once again, my story of loving and not loving and all that stuff could perpetuate my the actual physiological effect of that stress because again, I put myself in that double blind loop yep. of like stressing about the stress about the stress. You get stuck in that. Yep. Yeah. So you can you can talk therapy, you know, story your way back into a, a more homeostatic state, and you can also environment your way back into a more homeostatic state. Yep. You can exercise your way back. You know, there's a lot of different avenues, tools, and different people will you know teachers or gurus or or you know whoever authors they might discover a road and now they've built an entire ecosystem around selling you that that road is the path to the promised land yep. and then they might have greater influence and so now they start recruiting other affiliates and various different people because you know we all want to be like that person whoever think of some popular you know, guru type figure in culture, you know, right. wh whoever that would be for you. Yeah. Uh, other people probably want to identify with that person 
they start regurgitating what they say, you know, and then other people trickle down from that regurgitate what they say. Right. And now everyone's saying this thing. Yeah. But ultimately it it probably came from some narrow, tunneled lens of perhaps some guy finding or girl finding something that worked for them, uh, speaking about it. Yeah. And then now with like, you know, the way that culture consumer culture is now starting to develop a business and a life around that. Yeah. And now it's like, man, what are these stories? Yeah, yeah. This is everywhere. <laughs> I mean, this this is everywhere. It's everywhere I turn and look. It's yeah. some, you know, ancient tool that's now got twelve different step process and yeah. you can get it in thirty minutes. And it's great. But each but but it's it's very important <laughs> to acknowledge. One, I think like like many astute teachers and students, I think maybe Bruce Lee didn't say this. I've heard different people say this, like, like take Ido Portal said something about this. Different people have said this, uh, but to find your guru, find your master, find your dogma, whatever it may be. Yep. And just go balls deep into it. Yeah. You know, like learn, like go all like, like a centimeter wild mile in and just like, whoa, like, okay, cool. Yeah. Even though this is probably a narrow lens and this is just like, I'm in my own tunnel vision. Yeah. I'm just going to I'm going to take your cap, your life experience and I'm just going to bow down, kiss your feet and say, "Okay, like, you know, teach me." Yeah. Like that's yeah. one approach that I think is totally great. Mm-hmm. Uh and then another approach could say, "Okay, I'm going to do this poo-poo platter. I'm going to take from Pieces. you and say like, "Oh, well, like, oh. you know, I think these are all just a bunch of roads that are ultimately leading to the same place." Right. I'm going to pick and peel and pull and that's more of like a Bruce Lee. Yep. Where he's, you know, his perspective is that the individual is greater than the dogma. Yep. Or the methodology. Yep. You know, and so ultimately it's like, I think it's, you know, choose your own adventure. There's a lot of ways to do life. And uh, I think all that really matters is that a person is engaging. And takes the first step. Just engage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just yeah. got to engage. Yeah. You just got to do up. it. You just got to do it. <laughs> just got to <laughs> wake the fake up, man. <laughs> you know, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Well, you're talking to me and you're talking to yourself and through that perception or that reality, we're sharing some type of ancient mysticism right now and Mm. it's glowing intracellularly. I can feel it. Mm. Yeah. It's, um, there's fire. Um, there's also a lot of peace here. You know, I'm feeling a lot of peace and my body's just kind of, you know, dropped into a harmony, if you will. And I'm feeling, you know, perspectives and, um, I'm feeling uh, inner dogmas. I'm feeling things that uh, I, I've I've been so locked in because I feel it's the way, mm. and everyone needs to know it. Mm. You know, and if I know it and feel it, then it's got to be for everybody. Yeah, and that in fact has been killing me. Yeah, yeah, it's been you know, it's been my Achilles. It's been my sciatica. It's been my theme of frustration. It's been my my genetic code it's been my human design all of my shadows all of that and i'm feeling into your awareness and your hyper awareness and it's been like a crystal for me in so many ways hmm. and um i appreciate it yeah i'll, I'll receive that reflection. reverence and respect and honor for the embodiment hmm. you know it's um it's like the the voice in my back in my head speaking to me. Yeah, you know? isn't that interesting? Thank you for saying that. Yeah, uh, of course. And, and it is interesting how uh, when we do get a thing, I think it's like this happens a lot of times with with people that do psychedelics, and they go, you know, they go to Ecuador, or Peru, or whatever, and they come back, and then they like they saw 
god in the form of serpents crawling up their kundalini or whatever and they come back i mean i'm kind of i'm i'm i'm, I'm joking it, and those experiences are, are meaningful um, but then that person can come back and feel like wow like i need to share this yeah you know, I, I, I am. I, I have communicated with God, yeah, right? Yeah, and then they yeah, get you know yeah. their hot bay pipe, and they get you know crisp around their neck, and they start wearing flowy clothing and Erwan, right? You know, yeah, and they yeah. start doing combo circles at their house, and they kind yeah. of they're like self empowered into like, okay, I think I'm like, I'm a shaman. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm the bringer. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. the I am the pure channel. Yeah, I'm the bridge. God, God, <laughs> God chose me. We we call this a, a luciferic archetype, yeah. which is a a frequency of, you know, I'm so shiny, and I am the savior, and and, and they believe that, you know, and it's the ultra spiritualism mm. where it's taking them off the ground. And off maybe the the practice and the indigenous and the culture and the thousands that have been doing it before them and um it, and like you said earlier, great maybe this works for them maybe they're making an impact um, maybe they're helping people maybe they're not you know but it's when you're so stuck in the materialism or the aramonic complex where you're just in the rat race and you're in the nine to five and you got to make the money. And it's all about what's on TV and the media. And all of a sudden, you get your ass blown wide open from ayahuasca or mescaline or a heavy dose of LSD or whatever. All of a sudden, you realize that your entire life, your entire experience has basically just been a complete sham. Mm. And, they're, and they probably don't have the tools to integrate properly. So it's become another offshoot of the theme of the materialism that they've lived in. They've just shifted it a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I'm not speaking towards anyone. I'm not casting uh, any direction, um, but it just seems to be an energetic theme in the culture of the new age movement. And um, for me personally, you know, I was brought into that realm through my cousin, David Avocado Wolf, and uh, that ripped me open in so many ways. And I had really sound integration after. I was able to go to our farm in Kauai and spend time on the land and really integrate what I had just experienced, which is ultimately a cathartic samadhi near-death experience where I was just you know, blown wide open into the essence of who I was, yeah. like why I'm here. Yeah. You know, I got real intentional after the, those experiences. And from there, it compounded into steady movements, steady studies, education, awareness, honoring, honoring my family to the highest level that I possibly could, uh, really rooting into my Persian culture, knowing where my family comes from, who I am, how did I end up here as an American born in Southern California? It really opened those channels up. And, and with that awareness, I was able to create what I, where I'm at right now with you know some of these things or helping people and creating formulations that are where helping people. Where do you feel people. like you're at right now? In terms of just how do you how do you receive that question? Where are you at right now? I am in a I'm in a stage of my life right now where I am I'm still figuring out who I am. Hmm. You know, I'm still figuring out uh, how to navigate, you know, I immediately th think of my father, right? My best friend my life you know and, and 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 losing his body you know and so i'm i'm still in that swing but i also i'm getting to a a state of consciousness where i want to do good onto others um, but i know that i have so much more internal healing to do where i can really show up mm. authentically yeah you know and that's just me being real with you 
and I'm, I'm I'm in that I'm in that stage right now, and I'm and I feel freer than I've ever felt. You know, I I feel like I don't need to be a this show anymore. I don't need to be this face of. I don't need to. I I really don't feel that. You know, and it it comes here and there, it shows up, but right now I'm I, I I'm going back to being 12 years old. You know, right. yeah, that's the playfulness, the excitement that just gives a fuck about this stuff and just really like being in, in a happy state of, of being in my authentic self. Mm. And, um, I'm working through it. You know, I'm working through a lot of uh, trauma. I'm working through a lot of anger. You know, I have a lot of, I, I feel like I'm, I brought in a lot of anger in this life through generations and generations, you know, my country, what's happened to my culture, what's happened, you know, just the, you probably didn't the bring thing. anything. You're just a continuation. I'm continuating. You it. have an opportunity. It's in my DNA. It's in the goo. Yeah. yeah. I'm not guilty. I am an opportunity. Mm. I'm a walking, breathing aquarium, you know, water bag of opportunity. That can change the percentage of hydrogen at any second. That too. Yeah. 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 The reason I was, I was saying all the, all the shamanic stuff about the person that goes and does the thing and then comes back and they're in this, you know, Christ-like position is who said, beware of knowledge unearned. It was like, that's a great quote. That's, um, that wasn't Romy. wasn't that. It doesn't matter. The quotes, the meaningful part, people go, yeah. Google it, but yep. beware of knowledge unearned. Yep. Maybe it was, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, and so I think that that's something that often happens with that. And so when people are overly kind of high and mighty about all that they know, um, and then you could run this as a game, be like, cool, I'm going to play, you know, fake, humble, vulnerable game because I've learned that if I'm too braggadocious and strong and proud, then that denotes that. Sure. So there's different layers of, of, of peacocking or yeah. virtue signaling. There's a, there's a poetry to it, I yeah. would say. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, and so that's, you know, we can confuse ourselves in our own like authenticity or, or, or attempt to be authentic. Sure. Um, if you're really authentic, you don't realize you're authentic. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't do if you're authenticity. Authentic, you don't realize you're authentic. Yeah. You don't see it. You're just it. Yeah. You're right? just yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's like Ram Das. I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Trees. yeah, all yeah, sorts yeah. of different versions of that. Yeah. Most of the things that I say, if there's anything that I say that seems in any way like, oh, that was that was pretty cool. That was like, that sounded kind of like, you know. Philosophical. You get a kick. You get a kick out of no, it. No, no. I'm saying if I do, it's pretty much you could just thank Alan Watts and Ram Das. Okay, okay, okay. I take zero we'll chop, zero chop percent that. claim for anything that's that's manifested through this conversation. <laughs> it seemed like, oh, that was that was all right. That was like probably one of those two figures with that person uh, that's in that position, you know, and you know the the idea beware of of knowledge unearned. Um, they they can be very dangerous, you know, because ultimately they they likely will cultivate some level of you know cult uh, following people around them because that's what they're tempting to create, and they're pain and their you know all their different baggage and twists and turns and drops you know levels yeah Yeah. so you can't teach what you know you teach what you are yeah you know so i personally i'm i have i I do notice certain little semblances of like oh man like cult following that's cool like yeah follow me yeah you know like that 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 can feed a certain layer of like okay that means i'm i'm worth following Hmm. You know, okay, cool. That means I'm worth loving. That means I'm like, I'm like, I'm worth it. You know, that's that's a good sensation. And, and you also sense responsibility. 
Well, yes, that too, which which ultimately the teacher is the best student because they, they have the accountability, which is like a great, if you ever want to learn something, become a teacher of it. Right. You know, writing a book. I wouldn't want to write a book that I knew. That's why like in, in uh, the book I wrote last year, that's, I mean, some of the chapters, like the last chapter, the last section of the book is, is called, um, I don't know what we call the last section, tuning your senses or something like that, tapping into your senses. And it's chapters that I've just been really interested in. Yeah. You know, so it's it's you know, how to tap into your visual muscles to be able to to regulate your autonomic nervous system. Yep. How to tap into your auditory muscles. How to tap into your sensation of touch. You know, mindfulness. Like all these different things that I'm like, oh, I'm not the master of this. I would just really super you wanted interested. to learn about it, and so I'm going to write a damn book about it. Yeah, so that then there's you a become a master for it. Well, I'm more masterful than I was before I wrote the book. Right. Well, yeah. And I had a I had a a co-writer help me, and I had you know. Tens of, of different world leading experts of, of various different sorts um, review and revise each chapter, which I'm so immensely grateful for all of them. They're all Amazing. in the acknowledgments and everything. You know, so that book is such a small percentage of like Aaron Alexander, maybe 20% Aaron, maybe, you know, and then the rest of it is just me having just being immensely grateful for, for the brilliant minds that were willing to contribute and be a part of it. Uh, but I appreciate you saying that. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I honor. That's all that. always what it is. Yeah, absolutely. That's fucking. Rad. And how much? I mean, what an awkward thing to take response. I mean, yes, take re- absolute responsibility for every decision that you make and this conversation and your relationships and all that. Yeah. Um, but also, don't take e- e- responsibility egoically. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and also be willing to pat yourself on the back and say, "Man, like, be a good parent to yourself." You know, yeah. say so like, wow, man, like you've come far. Yeah. Like have a moment as opposed to being yeah. continually in that place of, uh, okay, I will be happy when I get to this point or, you know, I'll be worth it when I get to this point or man, that's like, I'm not, what am I doing here? If I'm not continuing to like work and progress and forward and oh, it's like, if we're always in that place, we might miss the opportunity throughout our lives to ever actually appreciate anything absolutely yeah this is exactly what i talk about on a daily basis this is important this is hyper presence you know i mean yeah yeah best i can absolutely in the moment i'm sure i could potentially there's layers that could you know unfurl deeper but this is the best i got right now no no (laughs) it 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 works to perfection okay so let's Let's oh, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, okay, keep going. I wasn't done. Keep going. Get so with all, with all of that, the reason I started any of that stuff, um, I feel like ultimately the, the, the greatest teacher isn't seeking any type of following or cult or, you know, anything. They're just like the, that forms around them. Yeah. It might even be against their will. It's just, it's just like, yeah, it's just like Jordan Peterson is an, is an example of this where he's just like, this is like, he's like, like what just happened? Yeah. You've been teaching at this university and your mind is clearly like the matrix is, is pretty, um, complex, well integrated. And he's got his foibles and his neuroses and he's got his, you know, all, all sorts of issues. Sure. Um, like we all do just different flavors. Um, but he would be an interesting example of that where it's just like, I'm just doing my life and now I'm here, I'm a part of this movement, and I said some things, and now there's this following of people that are clearly interested in what I'm saying to the point they're filling up stadiums just to hear me talk about religion. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Yeah. That's like a le- legit Christ figure. For sure. You know, and, yeah, and that's, in his authenticity. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, 
It hasn't been stacked up by PR. Yes, yeah, but yeah. then we come back to the same butt implant conversation where now there's this <laughs> cultural pressure to, well, if I don't have, you know, at least 20,000 followers on Instagram. I'm not worthy. Yeah, like yeah. I don't have 20,000 people that want to hear me fucking talk about insightful shit while I take a poop. Yeah. You know, like that's, I'm not worthy. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, that's like, no, 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 no. Like you don't need any of that. Absolutely. Live your life, yeah. like live your own mastery to the highest degree that you can. Deeply engage. Yeah. You know, and, and from there, through your deep engagement and your experience in this, in this lifetime, perhaps people start to say, wow, like, man, you're really, you're really in this life. Yeah. Like, yeah. whoa, like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I want, a, like, I want a little bit of that secret sauce. Yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah, what? Yeah. and then so, so that's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Now, great, we begin. Like, now you're, you're starting uh, the, the, the beginnings of being like, okay, cool. Like, they asked. You know, it's like a vampire coming into the house. Like, they need to ask. And then once, once from that, now we have a meaningful conversation as opposed to coming from a place of like, okay, I'm going to do all this kind of, you know, judo bullshit to get you to the point of like drinking my secret Pe- sauce. Peacocking. Okay. Yeah. So, so I love the permit, uh, asking for permission. I love that because that's real. That's intrinsic. My, I, I look, I'm reflecting on self, my whole thing, you know, I, I was just, for me, I was just showing what I was doing every day. That's great. You know, yeah. h- how I approached you know, my life, my perspective, mm-hmm. my relationship with my father that was, you know, growing food, traveling to some cool places, going to the farms, uh, extractions of all different forms of alchemy and stuff like that. That's how this thing grew. That's how Symbiotica became Symbiotica. Yeah. I didn't have a team. I didn't hire a social media staff. It was rooted in authenticity and a lot of vulnerability. Yeah. You know, it was and just, probably you finding your own authenticity through it. Yeah. yeah I, I, it, it drove me to get more real. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can see myself. Right. Yeah. And I can see others perceiving. So interesting to be able to tune yourself through video and audio. Oh my God. It's, it's very fascinating. Fascinating that the, the technology is here for that and what that means to the, the brain and, and all of the bodily processes, you yeah. know, that's the epigenetic code. Yeah. You know, we might be going towards a triple helix at some point in our chromosomes but to to a a sociopath or someone that is like disconnected from some you know deeper meaning or connection or like feeling or empathy um, it could be dangerous because they can be a a more well honed in personality that that expresses in very what seems to be they're doing all the authentic signals yeah they've tuned their physiology to be able to wink in the right way or use their facial expressions in the right way or their gesticulations and their mannerisms they've mastered it they've mastered the the whole thing yeah 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 yeah. which is interesting which we probably all have a sliver of that archetype in us i think so yeah Yeah, you're learning how you're learning how to be a human yeah it's part of the human condition it's interesting I can go. I can keep going on this. Um, <laughs> you know, this is this is so good. We're probably going to have to do another. Well, well I'm going to be going on to your podcast. Which was, what's the name of your it, align align al- podcast? Align, well, perfect, yeah. perfect name. Align, yeah. align your shit in alignment. Align your 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 kundalini. Align your that's our fake, subtitle. Your fake butt. Yeah, get your yeah yeah. Exactly. What is that made of? I don't know. Probably some kind of like saline, saline stuff? or stuff. Gel. I don't what know. F- a gel. I do know that they're taking fat from somewhere else and putting it in there. Mm. So it's like a redeposit of fat, but wouldn't that fat metabolize? 
I don't unless know. it's like I don't know enough about butt implants. Unless they use like certain acids with it that buffer, so there's no signal to metabolize that fat. A woman's fat butt is there for <laughs> pregnancy. That, we, we, I love I love talking about these things. Women need fat, BTW. They have to need. Yeah, yeah they that's need fat. The, like the way like if a woman wants to have a he- healthy menstruation and have just healthy hormonal patterns, like you need fat on your body. It's Absolutely. very important. If you're not, if you're a person that that has bought into the idea of being uh, you know, runway model, like starving yourself. Yeah. Um, you're in trouble. That really goes against what your cells desire at a deeper level. It's ve- I mean, that, that to me is, is, I don't know. I think it's sad. I don't know. I have to kind of like weigh into how I feel about that. But I mean, it, it feels like that's, that's a travesty. Yeah. That young, young you people that. especially are sold the idea that, that, that something that is inherently destructive to my mind, my body, my emotions, my cells. This is the thing that somehow culture configured it to be the thing that young girls need to strive towards. Yeah. And it's the same with men as well. It just looks different. It's more apparent. It's women more get, apparent with women. Women's, yeah. Women, all the different, all you know, all these stories are much more apparent. It's, it's really very similar both ways. Um, you know, but that to me is like, like crap. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's... Um it's just like what they did to tobacco. It's just like what they did to cannabis. It's what they did to soil. And they've taken things that are so pure and they've completely reversed it. And you you hit it right on the nail with women. And, you know, they, they can't properly produce certain biochemicals and hormones without that. Yeah. You know, thyroxine, for example, they can't metabolize certain things. And all of a sudden they go into a litany of we call them autoimmune, but it's so beyond autoimmune. It's so deep. You know, yeah. Edward Bernays. Yeah. You heard yeah, 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 yeah. Cousin of Sigmund Freud. Yeah. That was his whole thing. So he was big on the whole cigarette advertising and, and giving bunch of bunch of chicks. I don't think I can say chick. Isn't that like offensive? I, I like think chick. So. I like it. certain words that I like. It's like a hot chick. Yeah, hot chick. Yeah, yeah chick's yeah, the best all, ever. It's all context. She um, just came out of her womb. Yeah, right. right? That's, that's yeah. So he gave a bunch of chicks uh, cigarettes, and they're walking down this this parade, wherever the parade was, and uh, it was a, a statement of of them showing their their uh, their their dominance and their masculinity and their empowerment. And so they called them what do they call them? They call them freedom sticks, I think. Interesting. Yeah. So it was, so so then so Edward Bernays is his whole thing. He's known as the the father of of modern advertising, and so as opposed to advertising you know why this cup is good you know this cup is it's you know it's sturdy it's you know it's got a big mouth you know it's yeah, whatever yeah. The, the threads or the, the last a lot whatever good it's like grip you, you can yeah, hold like it this is a good hearty cup yeah we're like we don't care about the cup what does it mean who yeah. am i if i buy this cup yeah what does it do how does this inform my identity yeah and that was that was the big Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So if I have a Mac, I'm like a Mac guy. Yeah. You know, what does all that mean? Oh, it means, you know, fancy. I'm probably a little bit wealthier. Fair. I'm creative, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. I care about, you know, like aesthetic. You're a little things. hipster. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm a PC guy, it's like I might be kind of dorky. I'm into like could be a little genius. And whatnot. Maybe a I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> you know, and there's a lot of different virtue signals. And so sure. now most of advertising is primarily around virtue signaling, showing other people that like we're you know, a little bit better than each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so crazy. 
That's everything. <laughs> we're surrounded by it. Yeah. Uh, we're continually striving to be a little bit better than everybody else. Wow. If you're too much better than me, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, if I'm so, too much better than you, what the fuck am I doing with you? I don't know. We got to keep that delta a little bit closer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the game. It's infinite games versus finite games. Unbelievable. Yeah. So In- we're, we're, unbelievable. Yeah. So we want to we want to play games that we ultimately the difference between it seems like we were going to wrap this thing up soon but the difference between an infinite game and a finite game infinite game there's like a closing point to the end of it i want to smash you yeah you know an an, an infinite game or that's a finite that's game, a finite, a finite game, game. Yeah. an infinite game is we want to be we want to keep it going you know so how do we support do, each other yeah, how, how do, do we, we support each other? how do i support my competition yeah, not? Yeah. you see this with uh rats as well when rats are wrestling each other there's a guy called yak Ponskep. Yakpan Skep is how you say his name, um, and he's he's I don't know if you've ever heard of like rats being tickled. You know, no, they've got like so he's he studied a lot of of, of uh, play within rats and humans, and there's actually a play circuit in the brain. And uh, one of the things he found with with rats is rats if there's a rat that's something like thirty percent bigger than than another one, then they're gonna win their wrestling matches. You know, with with most of the time. And so they would actually have to allow the smaller rat to pin them on occasion or the smaller rat will stop playing. And so that's what we're doing in this, in this game of life in general. I like like, that. like how do we keep this going? How do we keep engaged? Because yeah. if I'm just, you know, King Kong asshole rat, then not the whole friends. show shuts down. Yeah. Consumerism shuts down. Yeah. Like, so hence yeah. why we're continually seeking out different cliques and tribes that kind of match our skills wealth influence intellect all of those different things so we can just keep a nice infinite game going because if the game's too boring then we start to disengage yeah this is a powerful um introspective experience uh for myself again i appreciate you coming down here taking a little trip down to orange county that's great 54 minutes not bad yeah that's nothing nothing um no podcast yeah, and I, I look forward to being on your show. Yeah. And um, I look re- forward for doing this again. For sure. Let's and keep doing it. let's just keep going, man. Let's yeah. keep unraveling the mystery of life. I'm, and, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my openness and willingness to dive into the deep unknown is, uh, is where I'm thriving right now as a man. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's, this is it. What the hell else are we doing? Well, I said, there's more, there's more, more quotes about that. What is it? The, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasures you seek. Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell. Bam. Yeah. JC. Yeah. That JC guy. All the treasure is in there and the fear and the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go play in it. Yeah. I've got a bunch of it to jump into. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Um, so if you're listening right now, Aaron, wrote one of the most epic books ever. I'm going to go dive deep into it. I love how, you know, you said this is a, you know, summation of so many moving parts with so many moving people and that, you know, your, your desires of putting, you know, your topics that you were so thirsty and hungry for now that you, you know, you, you went, researched them, you had them fact checked them, you had them add to it. So this is basically what, what do you consider the align method? Just like the align a, method, essentially the way I describe it, the way I've been describing it is uh, if you were an alien and you were entering into this human suit for the first time ever, the align method would be the quintessential manual on how to effectively operate the human suit ranging from, you know, leveraging your senses to 
optimize your, you know, your 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 hormones and you know your energy levels, teaching you how to sleep and wake up and all of the things. They're all handles. They're all toggles that most of us were never given an education on. Um, so it's a blueprint, if you will. A, yeah, it's a blueprint. That's a great okay. language. Yeah, I like that. And it also gets into the mechanics of how to effectively create leverage in the body. Okay. Uh, you know, so if you didn't know anything about being in the body, this would be the quintessential blueprint on how to op- effectively operate your human suit. Epic. I love that. Mm. Best ever. Yeah. So needed. It's important. We never yeah. got that education. It's very strange. Yeah. You get, you know, manuals on how to drive your car and work your computer. Long, long division, which is really needed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe for some people it is, but, yeah. but, but, but it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's, incredibly interesting to me that we really never in the the school that I went to never really got any education on like really how to effectively drive your body in day-to-day life. Yeah. You know, like body language. Yeah. You know, if you want to sell some crap, figure out what's the positioning of your body as you're communicating. Yeah. How are you not taught that in school? Right. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. You know, if you want to just feel comfortable, if you want to feel, uh, you know, be able to sleep at night, like, why was I not taught how to effectively sleep and the and the, the, the value of sleep in school? Fascinating. We just glazed over that. Yeah, it just became something that you just figure out on your own. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and I mean, I know the reason why, because our teachers don't know. Yep, yeah. You know, teachers aren't, they're not in that position to be experts of driving their human suits. Right. You yeah. know, some are, and they're inevitably going to instill that within their students. And most students will probably grow up and say, man, out of all my classes, Mr. Kappa Bianca or whatever, he was a teacher that I had. He didn't instill that in me. It was just a, an interesting name that came to my mind. Um, if you're listening, Mr. Kappa Bianca, you were my social studies teacher, I think. Um, uh, but that person, he was actually quite embodied. But we, those students would walk away and say, man, like that teacher, they really stuck with me. Right. He le- they left me something that they I'm using. Something. I'm applying It's like, day. oh, what, yeah. what subject do they teach? Like, oh, I don't remember. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those, those are, you know, those are the things that um, help shape and shift us into the best life of all time. You I know, so. yeah, it's, I, I, I feel that, yeah. you know, and uh, the more information we can get out there, the more education, the more knowledge, the more awareness, the more, you know, chance we got, I believe, in living the best versions of ourselves. Mm. And so I want to thank you for coming on to Wake the Fake Up. Mm. And uh, everyone, listen to this guy. He's got a he's he's got it. I mean, he's 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 found a recipe that I I, I feel is easy to understand and easy to apply to your everyday life. Thanks. Yeah, that's of the, course. That's, that's what it is. The intention. Yeah, yeah. And it's not some doesn't have to be some sophisticated algorithmic equation. It could just be rooted in your true authenticity. So I appreciate you. This was fun. Let's do it again. Let's catch some waves. Let's hit the jungles. Let's hit the ceremony. Let's go berserk. I'm down. Yeah. Berserkers. Yeah, we're berserkers. Absolutely. Let's hit it. Let's go. (laughs) Thank you, brother. I appreciate the time. Gratitude family for tuning in today and deep reverence to you all for dedicating your time to seeking knowledge and truth. This is what it's all about. You can find more of my podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. You can also find this on my website at wakethefakeup.com. Life is all about momentum. Please leave a review so I can hear your experiences and share with your friends, family, and anyone who needs to hear this message. This is a revolution of consciousness. This is just the beginning. I am all in. 
I'll be back next week for another epic conversation. Stay tuned, family. Big love.